Welcome to the Security Distillery, the podcast where we explore the latest development and challenges in the field of security. I'm your host, Yu Wei, and I'm Mikla. Today, we are honored to have our special guest, Bo Yanliu, an accomplished astronomer, join us to discuss space security and a dark project. As space it become increasingly important to our daily life, it's critical that we understand and address that security risk. So grab a drink, sit back, and join us as we chat with our expert guest about this fascinating topic. Hi, Boyan. Hi. We know we, yeah. Hi. We know each other for over ten years, right? But this will be the first time we have a chat in English. Yes. Are you very strange? Yeah. Are you excited about it, or are you just like very nervous about it? I almost forget how to speak Chinese. <laughs> Now I feel not so nervous about speaking English. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, let's go. And you graduate from? We share the same university in Taiwan. That's a Taiwan Police University. And you work as a police officer over one year. And you spent、yeah. four years studying in、uh, international relations. Uh, intelligence and security-related knowledge. What's the process of becoming a space scientist and focus on astronomy and like researching the astronaut? Yeah. So,、uh, even before I started my job as a policeman, I already know that is not exactly my passion. So, so at the fourth year in college, I already decide to. Um, yeah, I already decided not to be a policeman, but I was not so sure what to do. Actually, since I was little, I I actually have no interest in astronomy. <laughs> I feel it's like not related to our life. But gradually, I start to learn more and more things. I watch, for example, TED Talk, and then also I at fourth year in my college, I learn I I know. I knew a friend who was a biologist, and she was the first real scientist that I knew. So we talk a lot about all kinds of subject because I was interested in many different subjects in science, or like history or archaeology, for example, a lot of things. And so that is the first time that I can actually speak about this kind of thing with a professional person. So. Um, at that moment, I just think I want to keep speaking, talking about this kind of thing for the rest of my life. So,、uh, but then I have to decide which which subject I want to do, and then I start to learn that things、uh, like all everything on Earth can be eventually related to astronomy in some way. Yeah, like.、Um, Just take a random example. Like、uh, in in Japan, is there's a kind of art to fold things, like、uh, origami, and、uh, it's a technique to fold papers in a beautiful way. And then this kind of、um, technique can be used, can be applied to to space science when you want to send、uh, a satellite with solar panel, just like paper. And then you need to fold it in a way that you can put it into the spacecraft. Yeah, so, in a small space, right? Yes. So, 
it's just like this, like everything will eventually relate to astronomy, actually. So I feel, wow, this, so it means that if I go into astronomy, I can almost study anything. So this, I think is a good idea. And I start to have interest in astronomy in general. And then I start to more focus on the small body, like asteroid. Yeah, because um, they are just fascinating object in universe that people in the past, they like, I mean, like planets or stars, you can see them in the night sky, but uh, for asteroid, you have to have telescope. So for a long time in history, they are invisible to us. So, uh, but they are just inside our solar system. They are so close, relatively close, close. So, uh, and then there are so many interesting characteristics in this kind of object, and also is very deeply related to our life and to humanity. Because, for example, um, the I was I was told I was uh, reading a paper on Science, Science America, and uh, it talked about how water came to Earth. Because according to a theory, how Earth was formed, uh, there shouldn't be water. There shouldn't be much water left on the surface of the Earth because the temperature was too high when Earth formed. So, uh, and also other events, for example, uh, you know, uh, the reason that we have moon is because the hypothesis say that there was a, another planet that has a size of Mars, about the size of Mars, and impact with Earth, and then most of the debris uh, collect by the Earth, and then the rest form the Moon. So after this very violent impact, we almost have no water on the surface, like it's too hot. So the reason that we have ocean, we have water on Earth is because probably the asteroid impact gradually asteroid impact over time. So then we start to have this water. So every drop of water that we are drinking now is from asteroid. Yeah. That's so yeah. Uh, asteroid or comets. Yeah, this is basically uh, people think this is a theory. Yeah, for example, so like this kind of thing, like everything you see in life, is related to astronomy. Yeah. Nice. I always thought you would become a scientist because like we always talk about the universe while we are drink in our <laughs> dormitory in the school <laughs> so many times. And just like talk a lot of different things. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I was interested like talking with you in scientific, I mean, uh, science fiction things. Yes. But very uh, very few of these topics is actually related to astronomy. Yeah. So I discovered- it's Very random, right? It's like yeah. everything is like sci-fi topic. It's not really connected to the scientists a lot. Yeah, so. it's quite a different thing. So, yeah, I start to really interested in astronomy after after watching the TED talk, and uh, also when I realized 
so many things is, can be related to astronomy, actually. Yeah. Can you explain about how the astronaut impact avoidance structure develop? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, as we know, the last mass extinction event was caused by an asteroid impact, the one that killed dinosaurs uh, 66 million years ago. Uh, it's an asteroid impact, or some people say it could be a comet impact. So the impact caused a, a 180 kilometer wide crater underneath the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. And it was estimated that the main impactor was about 10 kilometers in, in diameter. Yeah, so there's a relation. Usually the crater size will be about 10 to 20 times larger than the impactor. Yeah, okay. So the impact energy was equivalent to 8 billion Hiroshima atomic bomb. So it was a disaster, of course. And then, uh, but this one, I mean, it's 10 kilo kilometer. That is actually too big to kill all species on Earth. So uh, it is estimated that a, a one kilometer asteroid is already enough to end human civilization. So luckily, the, the frequency of larger asteroid impact is lower. And uh, one kilo one kilometer asteroid impact happens approximately once every uh, five hundred thousand years on average. Uh, that, well, for ending the civilization, this is not a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred thousand years. Yeah, and it's just on average, so it'll be happen like tomorrow or like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. anytime. Anytime. Yeah, and. Uh, also, the good thing is that larger asteroids are easier to be spotted by astronomers. And also their orbit can be tracked with very nice certainty. So we are certain that uh, there is no big asteroid that will impact Earth within 100 years. We are sure, quite sure about that now. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. Uh, but instead, now is the bad news. <laughs> The major concern is the asteroid that can destroy many cities or even countries. They are between 140 meter to one kilo kilometer in diameter. Um, and they impact the earth about once every tens of thousands of years. So, uh, so far, we only track the, the orbit of around 30% of the, uh, these kind of asteroids. For those 30%, none of them will impact uh, Earth within 100 years. But still, a lot of them is not sure. Yes, 70% of asteroids yes. detected. So there's a lot of chance, like a small, small yeah. one, small one with a kit. Yeah, I'm talking about 140 meters. So <laughs> less, not small in the sense of impact 140 yeah it can destroy a city or a country okay yeah so uh so for for, for the smaller one uh there are some serious and the recent impact event like the chelyabinsk meteor event that happens in russia in 2013 by a 20 meter asteroid causing about 1500 injuries and another one is a Tunguska 
event yeah that also happens in russia <laughs> sorry about russia <laughs> i don't know why they the they asteroid like russia and uh, there was an impact in 1908 quite a long time ago 100 years ago so yeah, but it's yeah I, no i'm just saying that maybe you also the asteroid big enough to land on the putin's head or something <laughs> okay yeah okay uh that uh, tunguska event was uh, impacted by a 50 meter asteroid uh so that one flattened eight, 80 million trees and caused at least three people died so both chelyabinsk and tunguska event were asteroids that uh, exploded in the air, actually. It didn't actually impact. So they didn't cause too much damage. Uh, usually the asteroid needs to be uh, larger than 100 meters to survive the atmosphere and uh, impact the ground. But that depends on the material of the, the asteroid. Yeah, if the material is more hard, like metal, it can, it can be smaller but still able to pass atmosphere. That's uh, really comprehensive. But you have to choose DART project to do the test because this this is the only reasonable way. Yeah, yeah so far. <laughs> okay, so that leads us to the DART project, right? What's are the origin of the project and what's the intention behind it? Yeah, the, the DART mission, the name is Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Uh, it comes from an, an asteroid impact and deflection assessment mission, which is an international cooperation space mission between NASA and ESA. ESA is the European Space Agency. And it consists of two space probes that aim to examine the and, and illustrate the kinetic consequence of colliding and impacting the spacecraft into an asteroid moon. So the original idea is that ESA was sent first, send a spacecraft to the asteroid, and then NASA will send another one, the DART, to impact the asteroid. Uh, so the target is a binary system, binary asteroid system, which means there are two asteroids rotating each other, each other orbiting yes so uh so this time we what we want to see is we impact the moon like the smaller one of these two asteroids and see the orbital change of this smaller one surrounding the big one so it's quite a small change and it doesn't really change the orbit of this system mm -hmm. yeah so it's just a test is is both ways is equivalent. Yeah. So that's, uh, but uh, there was some funding problem with ESA, uh, something related to German side. They don't want to pay. <laughs> so it's so uh, like German. What happens to this? I'm sorry. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Germany have some problem. I don't know the too much detail about that. Yeah. So ESA, uh, rely a lot on German uh, funding. So they delayed their spacecraft and uh, also 
replace it with a smaller spacecraft called Hera. Yeah. And that is planned to arrive the asteroid in early 2027. Mm. Okay. But for NASA, they didn't want to wait so long. So eventually they decide to do the impact first and then only use a ground-based uh, telescope to, to see the, the effect. Yeah. So it's not the best way. We lose a lot of data because of this, but yeah, NASA want this. So yeah, <laughs> we don't have other way. <laughs> yeah, we don't have money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, but eventually that mission was quite successful and uh, uh, it changed. So it, it impacted the, the asteroid. It, the name is Dimorphose uh, on September 26, 2022. So it is the first planetary defense test. And also it is the first time in the history of the Earth that a species is potentially able to present a global to, to prevent sorry prevent a global or mass extinction event so before that the best technology that we had to prevent such thing is for example church and <laughs> mosque <laughs> we can only pray that this doesn't happen yeah so now we uh, this dot impact uh, Changed the orbit or the orbital speed of the asteroid by 2.7 millimeter per second, and changed the orbital period of the asteroid by minus 33 minutes. It's about 4% of the initial speed. So it's very tiny change, 2.7 millimeter per second, mm -hmm. compared to yeah, the orbital speed. This is nothing, but it's able to change the orbit and the thing is just to prove this way uh, is is working. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, the reason it can work well is because okay, it's a little scientific side. <laughs> when you have this uh, impactor, you have the momentum, and then uh, you bring this momentum to the asteroid. But and but actually, you will give the asteroid more momentum than it should have from the from impact. Because when you have this impact, you have you created a lot of ejecta. And this ejecta comes in the opposite, opposite direction. So according to conservation of momentum, you will give more momentum to, to the asteroid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, is a very effective way you have it has been proved to be very effective in changing the orbit. So, and now, then, we yeah. now we are safe. Now we are safe, right? We don't hands on church or like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not totally. Not totally. Yeah, still, we have so many problems to deal with. Like yeah. we have uh, seventy percent like, of asteroids that yes. is undetectable. Yeah, seventy percent undetected. Yeah, so. First, we need to see them, and then we have enough time to send this spacecraft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also for the scientific side, uh, the telescope already sees best spectacular effect from the impact. For example, a comet like 
uh, tail was observed after the impact. So it become like a comet. They have three, like that's a comet tail. Yeah, yes. All the debris coming out from the impact start to cover the asteroid and create such tail. It's beautiful. Yeah, and also uh, even though Hera wasn't there when the impact happened. There is a there was a cubic set made by Italian space agency that took a flight with start and uh, took a few images during the impact. It's very tiny. Uh, cube set means that it's very tiny spacecraft with the size of a projector. Yeah. So, uh, but still the image was very the the image has very low resolution but still very precious. Because it, it has it has seen the inter, uh, immediate effect of the impact, yeah. So we are still trying to to explain what we observe from these images, yeah. And just like uh, for for every space mission, there are something un, un, uh, expected. So. Uh, we see something that cannot, uh, so far it's difficult to explain. But yeah, we are not surprised to be surprised because this happens every time. Yeah. yeah it's in outer space. There's yes. nothing very sure about outer space. Mm -hmm. Limited. Yeah. There's also a reason why I like to study planetary science because even in our planetary, in our solar system, there are things that we don't know how to explain. So you're saying that uh, you could be like one of the first humans to use Sputnik <laughs> to affect <laughs> outer space. Yes. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> maybe there's something. Yeah, for for the purpose of protecting humans. <laughs> yeah, purpose of protecting humans. Yes. So it's something not I doubt <laughs> is that mm, the reason behind the dark mission. Because <laughs> this connected again. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. Or well, maybe USA heard what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so you can you can continue and see what happened. <laughs> yeah, okay. So what happened is that um the key technology of that mission is that the there is a artificial intelligence navigation system of for the for the spacecraft because uh when the spacecraft is approaching the asteroid with very high speed 6.6 .6 kilometer per second mm -hmm. uh, there's no time to to navigate this spacecraft like to fine-tune the orbit to impact exactly the point that we want to impact mm -hmm. there's no time from from earth to control that so it needs to be done by artificial intelligence on board the spacecraft. So this is the same um, technology used in the unmanned uh, drones in war for, for USA, for example. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking the reason that they want to demonstrate this so fast is maybe related to they want to show their power, technology power of using this kind of thing. It's yeah, US. I mean, it's always like we have to show 
yeah. how advanced you are. And yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we are strong enough. Watch out because we can navigate yeah, this kind of scene too. It's do. like huh. it's like saying if I can if I can make an ast uh, if I can impact smash this spacecraft into an asteroid so far away from us with this very high speed, then I can also launch a missile and uh, launch uh, impact on the head of Tudi. So. <laughs> Yeah, so true. <laughs> probably on lunch on the hair. <laughs> hair. Yeah, it's so precise. So yeah. precise that just like, no, but Putin is, has no hair. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's uh, this goes to another next question is what's your role in this project and what's the like, what's your unit because you now you're working in Alicante mm. in Spain right yes yeah so our we have a team here um so I'm just a PhD student and I do simulation on what will happen to the asteroid on the other side of the impact that impact um so the background is that the asteroid Usually the asteroid is larger than 100 or 200 meter and smaller than 100 kilometer in diameter, uh, most likely to have what we call rubble pile structure, which means that uh, each of them are composed of many, many pieces of rocks. Uh, so it's not a, one monolithic rock, it's many pieces of rocks. And these rocks were the leftovers of catastrophic collision of their parent body, the, their parent asteroid. And then later reaccumulated re due to self-gravity. So there was another big, bigger asteroid, and then there is impact, and some part of this asteroid formed the asteroid that we are looking at today, the Dimorphos, for example. So you can imagine this kind of structure is very weak. Uh, for example, if this kind of asteroid spin too fast, uh, the centrifugal force will overcome the gravity and eventually the component of this rubble pile asteroid will start to fly away. Mm. Yeah. So, so there's a spin limit for this kind of object. And also the physics of this kind of structure made of many small components is called granular physics. It's very interesting. And something you can, uh, something, some example you can do in your home is called Brazil not effect. Uh, you can, like you can take a cup and then put a, a nut uh, at the bottom of the cup and then fill it with dry rice, un uncooked rice. And then you keep shaking it slightly, keep shaking it, and then eventually you will see the knot will appear on the top of the cup. So, <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah, and it's called Brazil knot effect because it's observed in the Brazil yeah. knot. Yeah, <laughs> Brazil knot. <laughs> yeah. So, so this this is because the granular physics. And there are so many things, so many weird things that will happen when you have this granular uh, structure. 
So my job is to simulate this kind of structure for for Demophores and then see uh, what should happen, what should we expect for the impact. Okay. That's very serious topic. <laughs> yeah, how to how how you just like calculate these kind of things like in very far distance. It's just so we are so far from it as well. Yeah. Right. Mm, so so this kind of thing is from from observation and also from theory simulations. But so it but uh, with the observation. So we first we predicted in theory. And then we start to predict something, predict something from this model, okay. and we actually observe this uh, on the real asteroid. So we are kind of certain that uh, this the is structure. true. Okay. Yeah. The structure is true because you yes. observe. Okay. Yeah. So one thing about this kind of structure is that it seems to be very weak, but uh, it's very strong when you want to destroy it. So the reason is when, for example, you 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 use a nuclear bomb on this kind of asteroid, it will just blast away the the grand the, the pieces on the surface, and all these pieces will take away so many energy mm -hmm. only for the, these pieces. So the rest of the the, the body is is fine. Still there. Yeah, still there. So they are strong in this way because they are not monolithic. If this one piece of rock is easier to break it. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, it's very strong together so, and just like flush it and not just like spread out. But this kind yeah. of structure is just like very unpredictable. Yeah. The energy becomes uh the energy of the explosion becomes kinetic energy of the body, but Eventually, the gravity will pull it back, so it's almost like nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, we are going to stop right here and continue to talk about space security next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Security Distillery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it today. See you on next episode.